daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where if you remember one thing from today, it's this: the mind is the only weapon that doesn't need a holster. What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that at all. I don't know. Anger management. It's not. It's uh, Paul Blart Mallcop. <laughs> oh shit! I should have known. It's the so- quote above the one that says, "Safety never takes a holiday." <laughs> Isn't that the tagline for the film? Or does he actually say that? Apparently, he says it as well. Oh, God, I don't remember that. So this is the Sandler Pit. I'm Luke. This is also Luke. Uh, and we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler appearance or TV show or production credit. And we are back in the minefield of no Adam Sandler to be seen, a vague production credit. Uh, mm-hmm. Because what are we watching this week? We are watching Here Comes the Boom, which I think is about the nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite a somber portrayal. So Kevin James is there with his his wife as Robert Everyone Oppenheimer, <laughs> and they're like, "It's just gonna be like World War Two, honey. Don't worry about it." So they like start like building a little thing, and then the bomb goes off, and they have to succumb to horrific radiation poisoning. Yeah, have you ever seen When the Wind Blows? <laughs> yeah, what I have. a fucking horrible, horrible film. <laughs> It's done in the style of, well, it's by, is it Raymond Briggs? And it's done like yeah. The Snowman and all the other really nice little films that he does, but it's also really depressing. And yeah, it's horrible, that. Yeah, I went for a big phase of watching a lot of nuclear films. Yeah, I'd you love... loved him, didn't you? Yeah, Kevin James would be a really fucking good nuclear survivor film character, wouldn't he? So it's like, I am legend. I am Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's kind of like an everyman and it'd be kind of nice to see him try and survive the apocalypse. Yeah, and he's like eating cats. <laughs> <laughs> he goes darker than we've ever seen him before. His range is an actor. He um, stop eating cats. <laughs> so here comes the boom. Uh, I don't know what it's about, but it is directed by Frank Caracci, friend of the podcast, and it is about a wrestler. I love the byline for this on IMDb. It says... A high school biology teacher looks to become a successful mixed martial arts fighter in an effort to raise money to prevent extracurricular activities from being axed at his cash-strapped school. So it's Breaking Bad, but with wrestling. <laughs> Brilliant. So, <laughs> so, what, he's trying to get money for his school. So by doing that, he decides to become a wrestler, even though he's about 50 years old. Yeah. Well, he's a mixed martial arts fighter. He's doing MMA. He looks I to become like... a successful one as well. That's what I like. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be a failed MMA fighter. But like the immediate obvious thing is that he doesn't look like a, a fighter, does he? No. Well, I guess that's where the comedy comes from. He didn't look like a zookeeper either, or a mall cop. <laughs> so this is going down the like Nacho Libre style. Don't excite he... me like that. <laughs> you know, it's my favorite film of all time. <laughs> I fucking. Libre. I've seen. I've seen Nacho Libre maybe fucking 15 times i've seen that so much when i was a kid i watched it last year and i was telling my wife i was like this film's fucking hilarious you're gonna love this she was on her phone through the whole thing (gasps) i was fuming she didn't even understand why steven el skeletor was such a good side character (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> is there any way we can watch this for this? What, Nacho Libre? I don't think so. There's probably no car- like no one. It's a Nickelodeon movie though, isn't it? Maybe it's when we do our Nickelodeon podcast. Oh, <laughs> <saw> Barnyard. <laughs> what tenuous, tenuous links? It doesn't look like anything, does it? It doesn't look bad. And it doesn't no. look good. Well, I thought for years, I'd seen the poster of this and I thought that he was holding a microphone and that he was a commentator of fighting because mm. um, he's got like a little fist, but he's actually got a little glove on. And it says he's got a mug that says world's best teacher. So he's having right. a tea or a coffee in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> As you would do. The tagline is one teacher still believes in fighting three students. Holy that could be fucking the... shit. Oh, go on. So I just I just Googled it and it comes up with uh, Here Comes the Boom, official trailer, 2 minute 33. He's fucking big. Look at his He's ripped for it. Oh, Google Here Comes the Boom and it's like, it's like the third picture. He's got like a vein on his, on his CGI. Me. He looks, he looks kind of strong. Oh yeah, he does. Jesus. Fair play. This is when, the, yeah. when the film was getting advertised can you imagine there's loads of articles like kevin james is unrecognizable in his new martial arts film oh my god i bet they were doing that that's pretty fucking good well good for him yeah he does look he doing... does look pretty ripped in it actually it's pretty pretty fucking strong doesn't he i can't wait to read We've the trivia <laughs> it'll definitely be there'll be some weird like zohan thing he did where do you remember the zohan workout where all he did he he ate and drank exactly the same as normal, but he'd exercise for like nine hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for like eating McDonald's after. <laughs> it's like doing a sit-up so and bad. taking a bite out of a hot dog every time. <laughs> <laughs> so bad for you. Fair play. He, yeah, looks so this... he looks better than us. He looks far better than us. Um... I bet his fingers work as well. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I know. Well, at the time of recording, it's early January. I've just finished this like binge of chocolates over the christmas break and like cheese boards and like fucking all sorts of unhealthy stuff and like my hands and feet have stopped working (laughs) and i'm like kind of worried and my my housemate is a physio and he was like oh it sounds like you have diabetes i was like oh fuck it might be junior arthritis or the the child of arthritis that's what it's called when young people get arthritis isn't it i'm not that young i'm nearly 30 i'm 27 soon I'm, I'd okay. be kicked out of Hugh Hefner's mansion. What you're saying is nearly 30 is like just under half a decade away. <laughs> it's quite a way away. <laughs> quite a way away, but I don't think you could class me as having like infants, <laughs> whatever the fuck you it's just said, infant. infants arthritis. <laughs> Was it junior arthritis? I'm sure that's what it's called. Anyway, it's very annoying. It's hurt. My hands hurt. It's fucking miserable. But it's only been going on for like two days, but yeah, my housemate was like, it's it's probably diabetes. <laughs> so I'm like, I think I've pushed it too far this time. Maybe if you just when I say I've been eating sweets, give your fingers a rest. <laughs> Finger in everything. <laughs> All that goo knackered your hands. I know this will be when I'm in physio to help my fucking diabetic hands <laughs> to like yes. shove my hands in goo to keep them going. <laughs> oh, I hate this goo. I can't wait to. <laughs> hide it for my landlords to find in several years uh so joe rogan's in this that we saw in zookeeper mm-hmm. we didn't really Sucks. enjoy his performance in that did we no not even slightly i didn't even know it was him and he was very annoying i'm He's... I'm just not a fan of joe rogan in general me neither i guess i like the some of the guests he has and i'm sure there's been a lot of good episodes because of the nature of who he's speaking to but i find him as a man very annoying and 
I'm here to take away all of your assumptions about toxic masculinity. That's what I want to do. As, that's what I want to do as a. Oh my god! I never knew that his cousin was the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. What the hell? What? Jared what, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance is his cousin. Is Joe Rogan's cousin? Second cousin, it says, and Mikey Way as well. Joe Rogan's an American podcaster, UFC color commentator, comedian, actor, and TV presenter. Is he a fighter though? I wouldn't want to get hit by him. I think he was a fire. Now, doesn't he commentate it or something? I don't know. <laughs> he was born in Newark, New Jersey. One of his views, apparently, he's quite strong about is that he's against routine infant circumcision and he compares it to genital mutilation. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to add to that debate. No, sure. it just made me I sneeze. Know. I must be allergic to that sort of thing. He's an outspoken oh, critic of trans women fighting cisgender women in MMA matches. So I'm guessing we're not going to get any of that sort of thing in this film. Yeah, we're not going to get any sort of that fucking nonsense <laughs> if uh, if Rogan's behind it. What a fucking pointless, boring thing to have an opinion about. Yeah. He's, I don't know. He's oh, he has something a, wrong with his hands and feet. He has vitiligo on his hands and feet. Does he? What's that, when it, you lose maybe that's Yeah, maybe that's what I, what's happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> you also haven't changed colour. They've just stopped working. That's true. Have you seen the film he, Theory of Everything? Uh, the the what? The Theory of Everything. Theory of Everything. Yes, I have seen that film. I had to leave the cinema because I was like panicking that I had motor neuron disease in the middle of it. <laughs> the man in but, that starts having his hands and feet stop working, doesn't oh, he? Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. You're going to do this <laughs> last time. Because oh, I watched that film and the scene when he's in the bathtub, like shaking. <laughs> I... I like was nearly sick. I went to see it with our friend Jack at the uh, Odin in Lincoln, and I was so ill watching that scene. <laughs> I had to go to the toilet and like hyperventilate and like splash cold water on my face. You're so self-centered. Instead of feeling sorry for Stephen, instead of feeling sorry for Stephen Hawking, you start worrying that you were going to be next. Well, I don't know. I just had this feeling that I had motor disease. That was six years ago, and now I'm I'm the same. Now, <laughs> now I'm you're like, losing I've your I've got like no feeling in my hands and feet. If I now get a motor neuron disease, you're gonna feel really fucking bad for why? Uh, why would I feel bad? I didn't give it to you. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you have nothing to feel bad about. Who's Joe Rogan? For, for <laughs> joking and and saying I have it. Oh no, so sad, isn't it? Oh um, god, I really hope I don't. That'd be really annoying. I don't want to be insensitive or anything, but if you do get these diseases, it is really gonna overshadow our podcast. So. I'm it will probably. <laughs> How quick it so join, <laughs> my diagnosis so would you fire me? So join me and Joe Tyrone after the break for what we thought of Here Comes the Boom. I'd love that if, if this intro is me like mewling over the fact that I might be dying. And then the, the, the I play the little sound sting. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, I think that it was a pretty fucking good film, actually. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're now listening to the sound lipid. And then it's like... Luke Thomas died on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> it's just Joe Turo. No other mention of what happened to you. <laughs> oh, I'm actually genuinely now really worried that I might have the old motor. I might have to go on WebMD. And then... Oh, yeah, that always helps, WebMD. Can't go wrong uh, using that. Your own <laughs> symptoms. What are your symptoms? I struggled to type this because I weakness can't... in your weakness in your ankle or leg. <laughs> oh, no. uh, my ankles, my ankles and legs are fine. It's my feet at the moment. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Uh, stuttered, sp- slurred speech. <laughs> A weak grip. 
you might drop things and find it hard to open jars. Oh yes. no, muscle cramps and twitches. Oh no, <laughs> weight loss. I don't have that. Difficulty stopping yourself from crying or laughing in inappropriate situations. I think I've got that one right now. <laughs> Mate, you've got it. Oh fuck. Oh, you better start saving money for your wheelchair. <laughs> Do they have a oh, northern no. voice? Oh, no. Oh, imagine how shit our podcast would be if you had to use text to speech all the time. This is horrible. This is like a a therapy session. This is very frightening. Oh, and how does that make you feel? Oh, I feel fucking. I can't feel my fingers have stopped working. I can't touch anything. I don't know. Like, my I think it's fine. I've probably just got diabetes. I've probably not got motor neuron disease. (laughs) I don't think you probably haven't got any of it. You fucking pansy. Just fucking man up. (laughs) Me Me and Joe Rogan. You want to catch me in the wrestling league? Me and Joe Rogan are going to come and smash your lights out <laughs> till you start feeling again. Oh, if you could hit me really hard in the hands until I start feeling them. Very good. All right. Oh, God. Uh, so when we watch these films, uh, we usually have something called a Sandler scale, which is a list of tropes we see in all his films like Coca-Cola, a bikini babe, a bloody best friend he has nothing in common with. This week, we're going to do our James Journal which is our Kevin James version, which is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. How do you think this will do with tropes? I reckon heavy, heavy on the tropes. It's such a slapstick setup for a film, isn't it? Him falling over, him getting hurt, constantly going to be happening. He's probably going to be doing workouts and have like a Pepsi protein shake or something. Wouldn't be surprised yeah. at that. Yeah, I reckon I reckon it'll be strong on that. It's going to have celebrity cameos. It's going to have violent kids because he's a teacher. They'll probably be a kid that like spits on him or something i'm um, almost certain there's gonna be a rocky montage but instead of eating raw eggs he's gonna eat like a, a bucket of kfc fried chicken mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's gonna be at ihop or something like that yeah no he'll try and drink the eggs and be like disgusting and then drink a massive milkshake yeah i can definitely see yeah. that happening they're gonna pretend that he's doing like chin-ups you know like in juice bigelow when he's like hanging from the wall and doing them but then like <laughs> The camera will spin around and he's just stood up normally, just bending over. He's not doing it upside down. It'll be something crap like that. That'll be very good. Do you have anything else you want to say up top? Just like, I hope to see you in the next segment, really. Oh, me too. I'm not in a wheelchair. <laughs> How are you going to get up to your loft room if you have to use a wheelchair? <laughs> I hate this. This is literally like, this is like my worst nightmare. I think my biggest fears are this, uh, rats and fucking like getting really old and everyone I know being dead <laughs> so if you can mix those three things together you've got literally my that's literally your life. life if you fall down the stairs because your legs stop working and then there's a rat at the bottom of the stairs like gnawing at you it starts eating my broken legs but there's no one left to help me because I'm so old and everyone's dead what's old for you 45 in Sheffield no 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 50 <laughs> we all have minors long <laughs> not long then is it oh god i'm nearly 30 as well oh (laughs) shut up you need to get a life mate so stressed out this has been a horrible intro (laughs) (laughs) good god should we go and watch uh here comes the boom hell yeah grab your wrestling wrestling mitts and uh uh, grab your protein shake so we're gonna go watch uh (laughs) we're gonna watch here comes the boom see you soon bye Listening to the Sandler Pit. Dreams are about to come true. Boom! <laughs> and we are back. Back with a boom. <laughs> we, 
<laughs> the boom has come. We've watched Here it, it comes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back to talk about the MMA fighting film starring Kevin James. Luke, can you tell us the entire plot of the film Here Comes the Boom? You want the entire plot? Should I just read out the plot from Wikipedia? <laughs> the the entire... <laughs> so we have Scott Voss, who is uh, Kevin James. He's a 40-something-year-old biology teacher at a shit school in America. And he's a bit disillusioned, but he's also a badass because he rides a little motorbike and has a leather jacket. And he's always late to school and he's just like a bad guy. But he's also friends with the lovely music teacher. And then the most evil head teacher of all time is like, we're cutting music because fuck music. Music sucks. So they're trying to brainstorm how to kind of save the music teacher's career and make sure the kids get this extracurricular activity. And Scott Voss decides as a 45-year-old, slightly overweight, middle-aged man that he's going to become the next greatest uh, MMA fighter. Uh, Luke, what did you think of Here Comes the Boom? I didn't mind it, surprisingly. Like, these Kevin James films are all a bit hit and miss, I think. To use a really good pun for fighting, hit and miss, just like in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> but this one, I think, mostly works for me, to be honest. I unfairly watched it at the same time as Cobra Kai, which is, like, a bit of a guilty pleasure, but, like, a great TV show. And... Uh, that was better, more memorable and whatever. This one kind of, I feel like it has a lot of the right ingredients, but it does feel like there's a couple of things lacking. It's not as funny as it should be. It's not an all-out comedy. It takes quite a while to get going because there's actually quite a lot of, surprisingly, there's actually a fair amount of characters being set up here. There's like a subplot with a teacher that he fancies. There's a kid that he wants to help out. There's him doing like a couple of extra jobs on the side. It's a lot to set the groundwork going before you actually see him having a fight with someone. I think that was at least maybe like 25 to 30 minutes in, which is crazy for that to be that long in this film. And I think just in general, this could have done with like shaving off a good 10 minutes of runtime. But if you like a fighting film, it kind of does just fit the bill of all those ones. I mean, I can think of at least five off the top of my head that are better than this. And I'm sure there's probably more that I just haven't watched. But I think for what it sets out to do, it pulls it off a lot better than quite a few of the other films that we've watched on this podcast. Like, I found quite a few of the characters quite likeable to an extent. And uh, yeah, I was vaguely interested in what was happening with them. So a bit of faint praise there. But yeah, I didn't mind watching this, to be honest. How about you? Yeah, I I didn't mind this either. Uh, I thought this was not good. (laughs) Like, but all right. Yeah, it was okay. I quite liked... Uh, some of the characters, I think you just said that there's a few characters that are quite likeable uh, and charming. I found, yeah, at least four or five characters who I thought were quite good. There's a few that I thought were a little miscast, but overall, yeah, it's kind of harmless, fun sports film. And we like sports films anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's it kind of pulls off that underdog story. It's a bit like School of Rock, I thought. Yeah like a shitter version (laughs) definitely Um, not as good as school of rock is it even in the slightest but you're kind of right i was thinking that while watching it and i was like imagine if jack black was in this but then that's just the film nacho libre (laughs) exactly (laughs) which is a sports film better than this one do you think kevin james did an all right job in this role yeah i think so i think because his character is a bit of a shit but you kind of root for him enough he is likable enough to an extent yeah if you're going to try and change this film and you would make it uh, and it's still a Happy Madison film. I don't think any of the other guys would do any better with it. No, I was thinking that as well. Kevin James is is quite good here, I think. 
I think this yeah. might be maybe one of my favorite roles he's done. Mm-hmm. And like, I think he balances. He's a shit, and you kind of get the impression that he's a bit of a shit, but you, he doesn't feel disingenuous or unearned when he becomes nice and he starts kind of being quite selfless. That feels like it would be the actions of that character. And I think a huge problem I've had with Zookeeper and Paul Blart is that the characters are really pathetic. They have absolutely no agency. And because of that, any love interest, I'm like, why? Why is does this person fancy them? Here, I totally bought it. Sam Hayek is the love interest. And I was like, hell yeah, get, get on that fucking guy. He's a, he seems like a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's moments when you watch his pursuit of her is a bit like gross, but I think they do enough work to make it convincing just about. Yeah. Because you do see I- it happen gradually rather than it being like a quick switch. Yeah, like she finds him kind of annoying, but then slowly like comes around to him and then eventually like falls for him. If it had gone, she couldn't stand him, couldn't stand him, couldn't stand him, couldn't stand him. And then suddenly she is in love with him, which Mm -hmm. we see in most Adam Sandler films. Then I would have hated that. Yeah. But this feels all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's not just one thing, is it? It's one, she sees him trying to help Henry Winkler, that starts it off. Then she sees him being a bit of a better teacher that keeps keeps the ball rolling. And then she sees him with his top off fighting someone. And Hell yeah. <laughs> when no. are we gonna... Should we wait to talk about his body? <laughs> no, I think that's the next step. We've spoken about his character. Let's talk about his look. Oh my goodness. Uh, so Kevin James is in this and he has his top off a lot. He's very wet in a lot of scenes, hmm. like both with sweat and at one point rain. Yeah. He's looking fucking good. I want to say one thing, though. Mm. What did you think of the tan at the end of the film? Ridiculous. <laughs> Quite often they put him up against very pale fighters, who I can only assume are real yeah. MMA fighters, UFC fighters, whatever. Yeah. And he looks like fucking David Dickinson or something. He's so orange. Now, I think that might be not necessarily that, but a problem, a huge problem I had with this film is that the, the colour grading is insane. Again. It looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Who's Kevin James hiring? It's not fucking Wally Fist or whoever it is that does the Christopher Nolan films, is it? He's DOP on this. I think Kevin James is like, I don't know how he'd walk in somewhere. He'd probably be dancing in to talk to his colour grader. He's like, right, I've just shot this new movie, but you need to make it as dark as possible. Please. <laughs> He's like, I've just seen this groundbreaking new film called Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> I'd really like for Here Comes the Boom to match that. It's insane. <laughs> How shadowy I did is. notice it right at the start. I was like, this looks... I didn't know if it was like because he was depressed or whatever at the start. I was like, fucking hell, that's a bit technical for a Happy Madison film for the cinematography to match his mood. But then even as the film becomes uplifting, it's still so dark. I'd say it brightens a little. I kept especially... thinking. <laughs> It's because he's wearing that big, big black leather jacket and it, like half his face yeah, is in shadow. It's fucked up the white balance, the black jacket and the tanned skin. <laughs> but there is something weird about all the contrast in this. It's very high, highly contrasted, weirdly yeah. coloured. It didn't yeah. give me the same stomachache as Zookeeper. Oh no, Zookeeper made me physically sick. I hated that. That was like being colorblind or something and only finding out when you try and watch the film Zookeeper. <laughs> and in all fairness to Zookeeper, if anyone's listening to this episode who hasn't listened to our Zookeeper one, I'm pretty sure that was Amazon Prime, not the actual like, yeah. editor's intent. Yeah, uh, when I saw just... Zookeeper a couple of times before, it wasn't like that. <laughs> 
I've collected the video, the DVD. <laughs> I've caught it on uh, Freeview. I've watched it on a few airplanes. <laughs> I watched it on ITV2. <laughs> Looked great. <laughs> the MGM channel on Amazon, shit. Yeah, yeah. But this was on Netflix, so this was actually how it's meant to look, and it looks very strange. Mm. But anyway, back to the body. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's unusual, isn't it? So he, he looks is, so he's, strong. He's in good shape in this. There was a part where, do you think they shot this film in sequence? I think so, yeah, because at the start of the film, I, I don't want to be horrible. He's like, not he, big. He's, he's just his regular self, I guess. He's just a regular guy. He looks like a regular guy. As the film goes along, he starts wearing nicer clothes. There's one bit where he's wearing this really nice, like, blue striped shirt, and he's toned, and it's like, mm. hell yeah, you're looking good. Maybe that's how they did it. They Like, off camera, they had the Queer Eye guys come in and, like, sort out the cut of his shirt and stuff. <laughs> Tan France came in. <laughs> it's exactly like that, because... In Queer Eye, it would start with like it all in high contrast, in black and white. <laughs> yeah. Him like a little bit more overweight, wearing a big leather jacket, looking miserable. And then, Climbing yeah. through windows instead of using doors and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with the way he looks in this. He looks very strong. Mm-hmm. He looks very functional. He's got these big, big legs. It's a cool look for him. Good look. I read the trivia and I did I did see that he lost. I think it was like. 60 pounds or something 80 80 pounds, 80 pounds. unbelievable good, um yeah so a lot like the zohan one i'm reading uh like news articles about it so i went on thethings.com an article written in april 2021 about here comes the boom i don't know why so we're not the and only people a- still watching this film like nine <laughs> years after it came out or whatever <laughs> exactly so he, he trained with like ufc champions and apparently like they said he actually really went for it and he didn't do it like an actor like he was knocking people out and like Fucking really hell. training and that's pretty cool yeah he worked on boxing kickboxing wrestling jujitsu uh to make it as realistic as possible i think i saw in the trivia that i think at the end doesn't he like lift a guy up mm-hmm. but he did that i think he did that himself that's pretty cool it's really cool like yeah that fuck, is good good what a good fucking commitment to this you can tell he obviously loves ufc and mma and it is unrealistic that he'd become this great fighter but he really does like get into the character it's not like they make a joke of the sport and have him just be like a no it seems guy it does seem pretty respectful of it i reckon he must be a fan of it surely yeah i checked i can't remember the character but you know the guy who's training him yeah nico yeah yeah he's like a a real mma fighter Mm -hmm. in real life yeah. Which is kind of noticeable, Bass Rutten, because he's a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not a good actor, but I did like that character. Me I found too. him quite likable. I didn't mind seeing him on screen and stuff. Like so for me, as well, there's the language barrier thing. He's is he Danish? The character he's, is. He's Dutch, isn't he? Or maybe hang on. He's Dutch. And yeah, fair enough, there will be a language barrier. But I was as I was watching it, I was like, imagine if this was like a legacy actor or like some I don't know. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah, but I do kind of feel like they did have a bit of chemistry in some way. They did, yeah. And I'll as well, what, Sylvester Stallone pretending to be foreign or whatever and playing someone who needs to be taught English. All right, good point. That would have been I mean, terrible. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone doesn't sound like he can speak English, but he doesn't sound like he can speak anything. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this film's kind of storyline about the American dream and gaining American citizenship? I don't know if these are the 
sort of people you would entrust with a storyline like that. But at the same time, it was fucking, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it was quite a nice relief, wasn't it? Yeah. It ends with that as well. Like it is an important thing. It's not just a throwaway subplot. Like it does run through the whole film. Yeah. So Kevin James in the film becomes a teacher to help people pass the immigration test. Because in America, you have to learn a load of bullshit about their presidents and mm-hmm. their stupid government and their stupid history. <laughs> and all Can this. you imagine many people actually knowing that stuff? No. Like, from their country. Not a single American. <laughs> I always wonder anything. if I would pass the British one, if there was one. Oh, absolutely. Like, if I had that way. in front of me, I probably wouldn't pass it. I don't know the words to like our national anthem. <laughs> who, who was the first king of England? No clue. What, King Arthur? <laughs> he pulled the sword out. I'm now the king of the Brits. He was it. Was it William the Conqueror, I guess? Maybe. Mate, I genuinely don't know. He was know. French. Yeah, I've well. got an A-level. Uh, yeah, I've got an A-level in history and I couldn't tell you. Exactly. So I've always found that kind of unfair yeah, reality of, of immigration. I think as well, though, in recent months and stuff we've noticed i don't want to get too political on this because this isn't a political podcast and whatever everyone has different views and shit but this was directed by frank caracci and we've seen a lot of times you've sent me screenshots of him being very like pro vaccines and stuff and i think some stuff yeah 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 he seems to be quite i want to say left-leaning i suppose and then you've you've shown me like alan covert like having a go at him and being like you need to check your sources frank and get educated Frank, yeah. and all that stuff and like well i'm team karachi on this one but like... we're team karachi like he seems like a, a bit of a cool dude and i think mm. that some of his left-leading ideologies and political opinions kind of bleed into this film in a way that doesn't feel forced in any way no it was and... a, ni- a nice story to see in one of these films when like this production company has had rob schneider playing every ethnicity and a yeah. lot of like like homophobic stuff has happened in their films and whatever and it was it was nice to see them take a bit of an accepting view for once so there was a, a character in this who i don't know her name in the film as she was a filipino student yeah the sort of lead student isn't she what's her fucking name hang on i don't think i've hang. written it down is it julia yeah. julia is it sharice as malia de la cruz malia i think it might be yeah malia okay well whoever that person was yes they play like the student um, mm-hmm. for kevin james absolutely fucking phenomenal acting yeah yeah I thought, great i, I did really like that film that character and whatever grounds grounds a lot of the school stuff and makes it feel a bit more relevant because obviously they are teachers but you could kind of forget that but her storyline kind of runs through it mm. and it's paid off pretty nicely as well isn't it yeah and they're all singing at the ufc the little kids Man, choirs there it was it was pretty nice i'm i'm gonna say right now i fucking cried all right <laughs> <laughs> it was actually nice so, so she's like a student who is like the smartest in the class but she's learned english through music and her dad wants to stop doing music and the music program's been pulled and then she's like goes up to kevin james he's like you're like a hero Mm -hmm. for trying to help us all out and then sings at the end and really is the second best emotional heart of the film after after henry winkler i'm guessing henry winkler but yeah i definitely think that they do a good job with the student and she's a good singer all of that stuff Mm. like these kids the kids in these films can be great in sometimes but yeah good stuff the actor's now called jake Zyrus, because all right they transitioned okay. but yeah all right okay cool but yeah very likable kid for once in these films which is rare and a good singer as well and that plays nicely into the music teacher subplot as you mentioned henry winkler who is always a treat to see is it henry or harry winkler 
<laughs> Do you remember that? So yeah, we uh, so I watched an Instagram live interview with Frank Caracci ages ago, a couple of months ago, a and year ago probably. <laughs> yeah, and he came across really cool in the interview. He was talking about uh, Adam Sandler, them like going in a limousine after they made the Water Boy or something like that, and it. It was quite a cool interview, but the interviewer was so annoying. Like she didn't remember anything. What did she? What did she call click? Switch. Switch. <laughs> she kept calling click switch, and she kept calling Henry Winkler Harry Winkler. <laughs> it absolutely fucking killed me. Uh, <laughs> that is funny. Henry Winkler. Uh, this is one of the best we've seen him. He is a absolutely lovely character, and. Uh, Often when they have a character that's meant to be lovely. I'm trying to think of an example in these films. You know, someone where they're like, they're the best of the best. Yeah, they're mm. like Lenny Fedder. Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Mr. De- Mr. Deeds, exactly. So they always have some guy and they're like, they're the best of the best. They're the best of all of us. And they're an arsehole and I hate them. Mm. Here, Henry Winkler is genuinely mesmerizingly lovely. <laughs> <laughs> he He's- grounds the film he makes the film emotional it's so fun i loved him in this yeah yeah me too i think there is an element of them telling you how good he is without completely showing it but he i saw it convince (laughs) he he does convince you there's like a bit where he asks a busker if he can like borrow his guitar and he starts playing the here comes the boom song it's quite a nice moment did you catch the bit in when they go to his house and they're going they're looking at all the instruments and he's he's fixing them all up for the underprivileged kids but yeah. there's a photo of him on a Beskin rug doing the Burt Reynolds thing but with a trombone. With a little trombone. <laughs> that was Loved good. It. Yeah, what did I write for that? I think I've just gone with Sexy Winkler. <laughs> but yeah, there is a Sexy Winkler at one point. But yeah, I think as well, they don't really show much of him with his wife, but that relationship's convincing as well, even in just yeah. like two short scenes. The wife, she's like, seems lovely as well. You're just kind of convinced... That's what I mean with this film. At some points, I feel like the comedy isn't a big deal. We haven't really spoken about anything that really stood out and was hilarious because I don't think there really was that many moments. I laughed a handful of times, I think. Not massively. I cried more than I laughed. (laughs) Was it more like those sort of laughs when you sort of just breathe out your nose? Yeah, like like I laughed when he was sick all over that man. (laughs) Yeah, me too, actually. I feel like this film could have been more of like just a sort of cheesy, schmaltzy, like rocky light parody i guess it kind of is that but yeah you would think because of the people that are making it that it is going to be like belly laughs every couple of minutes and it isn't really like that i think it kind of works more on that heartwarming sort of light entertainment level maybe yeah i i don't really know i think if yeah if they'd have crammed more jokes in i feel like i'd have lost the it would have taken away from it yeah it might have made you dislike him a bit more he might have been a bit more of a Paul Blart or whatever I guess yeah and i think that the earnestness of this really does work and any kind of nodding or joking would have kind of altered that tone. So there's a bit right at the end where he said already to Henry Winkler's wife that he he's his hero. Because, yeah. Because he has a respect for him because uh, he gives such a shit about the kids. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit early on where like they're saying that he's probably going to lose his job and Henry Winkler's looking around all like sad. And I was like, fuck, I'd step up for him here. Yeah. Like anyone would. <laughs> this guy's lovely. But then he's been... They had the shit kicked out of him and then he he's like oh you're my hero and i, yeah. I cried it was a nice moment he's like look up there you can see him you've inspired the kids is that not what a teacher's got to do you can back out man Beautiful. and then isn't kevin james like i can't really see them right now <laughs> he's like eyes are like bleeding <laughs> 
He's so in such pain. I love the uh, the portrayal of schools and teaching in this film is very weird and funny. So it goes from he's like reading a paper, not even teaching. Yeah. <laughs> and the head teacher's like yelling at him in front of the kids, which is a huge like in schools that's massively not allowed. Yeah, you wouldn't do that, would you? It's a united front against the kids. The head teacher would take you aside to yell at you as someone who has been yelled at by a head teacher. <laughs> For being a, a well, you are teacher. a sex offender. You shouldn't have been in the school. <laughs> I was just outside of my binoculars. <laughs> and teacher came out like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> what do you expect if you turn up at a school of twelve-year-olds and you're not wearing trousers? Of course, the head teacher's going to shout at you. Why would I be wearing trousers? <laughs> That's so bad. I used to be a teacher. I can't believe it. So, yeah, um, until this happened. <laughs> until that incident, we don't talk about it. <laughs> It reminded me, did you ever watch any Key and Peele? Um, only like bits here and there. The substitute yeah. teacher, is that the one? No, that's also a good sketch. But good there's sketch. one where they're like treating teachers like you would like um, football stars and stuff. And they're talking about, oh, we've just traded Miss Roddick to, to <laughs> the next elementary school. And they're like showing highlights of the class. And they're like, right. look, she's engaging the quiet kid at the back. He's ready to learn. <laughs> and it's really funny. And that was exactly like the scene where he's like standing on all the desks, like getting all the weird kids involved, like all the chavs and stuff. And they're but like, do you, do you want to know oh, something wow. mad? I watched, I think I told you probably off air that on New Year's Eve, me and my wife watched another round, which is about a guy who's disillusioned as a teacher. And it's yeah. like exactly the same as this, but done through the lens of like foreign art film. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> scene for scene. There's a bit in that where he stands on the desk and he's like, shouting about things and inspiring the kids and it is genuinely like yeah uncannily so similar, similar to this i, I do think that this is a great is, film <laughs> that's like a 10 out of 10 like perfect film i do really like i even like it a little bit in this it's very cheesy and very like oh here's the chavy kind of yelling kids here's the weird kid here's the nerd bless oh wow they're all inspired after this five minutes of this idiot dancing on a table yeah um, how would that get received in your school if a in my school on the table? there were no tables actually there were just chairs and the tables were like so you couldn't hide that, just... hide that you weren't wearing trousers underneath <laughs> exactly i had to wear them down <laughs> but no it was like it used to be like chairs with like a little desk in front of the students so i'd be like stood like what, right like, an over american, them. like in an american school yeah, well, I was teaching in China, man. Like, they're, they're, Oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you were a kid in Sheffield. Oh, right, when I was a student. You went to school oh, first mate. before you taught. I think yeah. taught is a bit like... Yeah, I wasn't a teacher. Perfect. You were a babysitter. I was essentially like a CBeebies presenter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, when I... Fuck you. I used to teach at a university, you prick. <laughs> you fucking piece of... Fucking... <laughs> being a caretaker isn't <laughs> the same as being a teacher. <laughs> used to go in the blackboard and work out all the math equations. All wrong. <laughs> you, your oh. version of how to write kanjis or whatever they're called. The, yeah, I, I, just, I just draw a cow. Write <laughs> <laughs> right, hieroglyphics. Um, but no, if I'm saying it now, right? If this happened in Dinnington Comprehensive School circa 2007, a, t- a, ch- a table would have been thrown at that fucker. Like, we had all sorts. We had a uh, table being thrown at someone. We had students being locked in the school. A teacher yep. got stabbed. It was fucking, it was rough. Nice. It was very rough. Yeah. Bad time. 
ours was mostly okay actually we had one teacher that used to do shit like that he was my history teacher and he did this this lesson where he was Rasputin and he came in with a big beard and like ran around the class but I was going through this weird phase where I used to just like I don't know if I had like a month of being narcoleptic or something but I used to not be able to stay awake in class like ever to the point that like after classes people from across the room that I didn't really know would be like mate you slept through that whole lesson like your head was bobbing through the whole thing and it happened in the one where he was Rasputin I just kept like waking up and just seeing <laughs> the like I recognized the top of his head but he had a huge beard and was doing a Russian accent <laughs> It's mad. It's so weird. So, it's good that you kind of remember that, though. That's like what a good teacher should kind of do. Yeah, I, I don't I think had I had that any guy. teachers that were like that. We we had quite a few like really strict teachers. Our school was like, like quite, especially by the time I got to sixth form, it was very like you'd get yeah. sent home if you didn't do your tie up all the way. We had to wear suits in sixth form and all that weird stuff, which not oh what. Yeah, we had like, to wear shirts and ties, but not no, like ours was a full suit. Yeah, it was like you know, in wow. Harry Potter when Professor Umbridge takes over, that was yeah. like the last four years of school for me were like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, as were all right, it was kind of chill. Like, did you go by the rule that it's like a if the teacher isn't there after 10 minutes, then you can you can fucking leave? No, we didn't have anything like that that I can uh, remember. The teacher well, was always a, there. <laughs> there was a rumor going around that like after 10 minutes class is over and i'll tell you this as a teacher i also took that philosophy to heart so if once my students didn't show up for 10 minutes i'd fucking oh nice <laughs> went back to the staff room it was like fuck that <laughs> but no when i was there and i remember like running away from miss husband my drama teacher because i could see her walking up at like 11 minutes so i like hid behind a bin and went <laughs> to see amazing spider-man one <laughs> Oh god that's the coolest way to skip class i remembered this story last night i remembered this and i i was trying to think of a way i could try and shoehorn it into this episode and i really can't but i just want to tell you it anyway just tell me it so i do you remember when i used to live with my mum and dad that i lived across the road from a school i think you came to visit once or twice once my dad was walking the dog who you've met who's a little shit and my dad has this weird thing which you've probably noticed that he doesn't really wear trousers he always wears shorts yeah Not like you yeah. when you're a teacher like he does wear shorts <laughs> but for some reason he wears these shorts that don't have pockets and there was a time where he was walking our dog and he picked up her shit in a little bag and because he didn't have pockets he was holding the keys to our house in his other hand and his car keys were on that key and everything and he threw it over the fence into the school like we found out he'd been throwing the dog poo into the school even though there's a bin on our road (laughs) but he threw the keys with it (laughs) with the dog poo back (laughs) so he came home and was like really worried and was like oh i can't believe what i've done like my dad's quite a weirdly timid man isn't he and he 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 was (laughs) like panicking he he was like in this weird panicky mood and he was like i I don't know what to do i've i've thrown the keys there they're in the school so he had thrown his all of his keys like luckily we were home so he didn't get locked out which would have been very funny but to get him back (laughs) dog shit yeah i don't know then to get him back he's like trying to go through this bush like to get the keys even though there was two gates into the school. And I remember that he cut his legs really badly because there must have been like fawns and stuff. And then I went and like the gate was open. Like he could have just walked. Like you couldn't write it how bad this was. And he's just got these like damaged legs because he's been throwing dog poo into a school. He doesn't live across the road from the school anymore. But like, imagine coming to school in the morning and there's just like a mound of poo bags. Why would he do that? (laughs) 
That's so fucked up. Like, imagine picking up a dog shit. First of all, you could just leave it on the road. Uh, yeah. Or you could pick it up no. and put it in a bin, or pick it up and throw it in a bush or a garden. I think throwing it into a school is like one of the worst. A, a, a very aggressively my antagonistic. Was, my mum was so pissed off when she found out about this. That is absolutely insane. You're right. Like, I would never just leave a dog shit on the floor because that's wrong. But yeah. if you're going to just litter it anyway, what's the point of? putting it in your hand having yeah, to go through that experience point? of picking it maybe, up maybe like the warmth feeling as he yeah his hands were freezing because he was only wearing shorts <laughs> it was the middle of january <laughs> desperately holding onto this shit he for can't warmth. afford the heating anymore so he's got to touch dog shit to warm his hands up <laughs> and when the dog shit all the heat's gone into his hands he's just <laughs> throwing it into the you're no use to me now. <laughs> Throw it where kids play. The other thing that's crazy, obviously, is that the school was directly opposite our house, like in that you could walk in a straight line from our front door and go into the school gate. So he could have picked it up, brought it home and put it into our wheelie bin. This sounds like the actions of an incredibly petty man. Did the school like piss him off? I think he hates this. He hated the school for some reason that he never told us about. Oh, God. So he's just trying to do like little tiny acts of rebellion by throwing shit into there. But my dad always does these inexplicable things that like thinking about it now, if he ever got caught up in like a crime case of some kind and they had to have an alibi, the the police would never believe anything he says because everything he does is so inexplicable. It it doesn't make sense, does he? He's, He's purely a chaotic man. And that really is. That's insane. I love I've been it. trying that's... to get him diagnosed for week, for years and it's just never going to happen. I love that story you were saying about how he was trying to take tiles off your bathroom or something with a kitchen knife and like stab through his and own he arm. Cut his whole... He's got a huge scar on his arm, like a shark bite. There's another one that's really <laughs> bad that he... <laughs> We got our bathroom like none of this is relevant at all to this. It doesn't film matter. That we actually it doesn't quite matter. Like. Who cares? Who cares? Here comes the boobs done. Let's go and talk about your dad. <laughs> Here comes the Andrew. So another one that he did was that we had our bathroom done and they took out. So originally, I think it was when my nan came to live with us, we needed just a walk-in shower. Yeah. When she moved out, we changed it back to having a bath. So we took out the shower panels and that was like the big glass partition. And we left it in our front garden for a bit until we had hired like a van to go and take it to the skip but some some local men of the i want to say they were of the traveler faith came along and they knocked on our door and they were trying to do like a deal with my dad and my dad was like well yeah you can take it you can sell it whatever and they were like no 50 quid and he was like what and they were like no we'll give you we'll take 50 quid to take it for you and he was like no i'm not paying that and they kept on going back and forward and i think in the end he gave them 20 pounds but he'd already hired a van. No, 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 he did. He hadn't hired it yet. That was oh. the thing. It was like, so this would have been easier if they did just take it. But 20 quid for these people to just take one thing away that like, if he had just waited, our, our neighbor was like a builder and he always had skips and shit. So like, he could have just left it. But being in a rush and being the sort of guy that he is, he was like, yeah, okay, 20 quid, fine. They took it and they smashed it in our front garden <laughs> and took the 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta admire the hustle man <laughs> pretty good so then we were like out there like sweeping up glass and stuff <laughs> my dad was just like 20 pounds poorer <laughs> <laughs> your dad is like a like a not even a cartoon character like a comic strip character from he's the like he's like a sitcom dad for sure he's proper like homer simpson <laughs> that's incredible I there's can't so believe. many things there was what was the other one i can keep going this could be no, a whole keep podcast going, in keep itself going. fuck it <laughs> 
there was a time when me and my sister both remember this and always talk about it all the time and he hates it every time we bring it up so I'm he glad gets... that we're now putting it on a podcast that oh will yeah be... what lasts forever this will be the first episode she ever listens to because it's her favorite thing a roast of my dad hell yeah <laughs> so he was fuming one time when we went into a car park i think it was in harlow essex he couldn't find a space so he was like freaking out and he was getting really annoyed he always gets wound up when it comes to parking anything to do with cars like he'll go out of his way to not use his car if it means that he'd have to leave his parking space on his road because he's just like really he's somewhere on the spectrum i suppose so we're in this car park i think that he managed to get the space or he managed to get out of a tight space one of the two and he's really flustered he's shouting he's like flinging his arms around and stuff like a baby like me and my sister i think i was maybe eight and she would have been six something like that but it stuck with us all these years like nearly 20 years later because he opened the window of the car and he had a chocolate bar in his hand and the chocolate bar flew out the window because he was flinging his arms around so much that he just threw a chocolate bar out the window like it has nothing to do with the rest of what was happening but he just like he was so angry that he lost control of his whole body and just threw a chocolate bar out the window and then he was fuming because he'd lost his chocolate bar (laughs) he didn't go out to get it obviously but like that was when the comedy of life just peaked I don't think I've ever laughed as much as when my dad threw that chocolate bar out the window (laughs) I love the story you told me about your dad where I think you said that was it your sister was on like a Zoom call and he came in wearing like a little pink dressing gown or something? <laughs> yeah, he used to always do it. He, he never wears like his own pyjamas. He doesn't own any, but like he'll wear my mum's ones. I've seen him wearing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wearing the pink dressing gown. I remember one time he wore a nighty, <laughs> like a t- <laughs> but he wore it like a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know why he did it. And he, he'll never explain it. I've asked him about it since. He doesn't explain it. But um, yeah, it was. It definitely wasn't Zoom. It was like back in the MSN days. My sister was, oh. I think, like 12 or something like that on an MSN call. Peak embarrassment times. Oh, yeah. The exact time you don't want your dad. Like if my dad came in and in the background was doing it now, we would find it hilarious. But like yeah. back then, I think she probably called him every four letter word she could think of. But yeah. <laughs> oh that's so funny oh what a hero hell of a man i think do you have any more do you want (laughs) want any more stories i mean probably about 50 but i'll save them maybe we could add that as a segment yeah (laughs) and then at the end he has to come on and explain himself why he threw dog shit into a school I'll tell you know, fucking, you know, you don't know, you know, too much of my hands. <laughs> oh god! I need. I genuinely, I won't be able to sleep until I find out why you did that. Because that's yeah. so weird. I remembered this at like two a.m. last night. That whole thing, and I asked my wife about it. I was like, "Do you remember when my dad threw his keys and the dog shit into the school?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I remember." Yeah, like, she was there as well every and- day. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> because it sounds like one of those things where. It's something that your brain just thinks about for a second and you're like, why the fuck did I think that? Like my my mum always tells me that whenever she sees <laughs> whenever she sees a kid by a canal, all she can think about is pushing them in. Like she has, <laughs> she has to like walk away from them because yeah. that's all she can think about. But she doesn't do it because she's not a fucking No, but what's it called? Is it an invasive fault? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, yeah, Based. that's exactly what that is. And your dad just goes along with it. Just Yeah, he just rides the it. wave. <laughs> He loves throwing stuff or stabbing his own arm. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. He, he's a madman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is that the Andrew Terry about... segment over? 
the Andrew Terry segment is over. I don't even know how to get back to this film now. That was so funny. <laughs> so what else yeah. happens in this film? I don't remember. He carries uh, Henry Winkler up and down some steps like Madame Zeroni from Holes. If you saw one of your teachers doing that, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying That's to think. I don't up. think I ever saw anything like that happen in my school. Did you? I don't I don't think I'd, I ever did. Even on like, even when teachers were being silly, they weren't carrying each other around no. on their shoulders. Do you have any school teachers who, who were like fucked or had affairs with each other? So there was one that went around that was a rumour that these two male teachers had sex in a cupboard and got found. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think it was like a woodwork teacher. Everyone, it was like, you know when you're kids and there's just one rumour that just never gets Oh my God, bed. I've got a few. <laughs> and everyone used to always say it about these two guys. And I genuinely never even saw the two men. Like, I don't know if they even existed. They used to say these names. I was like, you could be saying anything right now. Like, I don't believe that these two gay icons of school existed we had an amazing rumor about my like year seven history teacher who's called miss pickles and uh, <laughs> sorry it's already funny isn't it that's a very good there name was, there was a, a rumor that when she was in her youth in the early 70s she made a porno <laughs> where she shoved a banana up her vagina and the theory is that it pickled <laughs> and that's how she became Miss Pickles. And a guy in my form, his mum like said that it was going around when she was a kid. Miss Pickles was like sixty-seven years old. <laughs> like, yeah, we we had one like, like that. Years. I can't remember what the rumor was. I think it was probably just the standard. This guy's a paedophile. Yeah. Which I don't think oh, was, yeah, we was true. They always say there's always one. Like I would hate to be a teacher just because that fucking rumor seems to just come out at random. It's it's like the kids have a dartboard and they just throw it and they pick <laughs> on this one ball. teacher. Now we had a drama teacher at our school who was a pedo. Like yeah, everyone I'm sure was there like, was some yeah, ours as well. You're a fucking pedo, mate. I think I've told you the rumor. It's not about teachers, but it's about students. But I want to talk about it anyway because it's funny. Did you ever tell you about that guy in the year above me? I think his name was Chris. He's like a nerdy guy, with like glasses. Oh, and then sure. he had a, a girlfriend who was like a goth. <laughs> and he, he got his finger caught in the fence by our school and it cl- cut his finger off. So there's a big commotion because a kid's lost his finger and they couldn't find the finger to reattach. So he just had to sew it up. And his goth girlfriend then went home and found it in her pocket. And apparently in the panic, she'd like put it in her pocket. And there's a rumor going around that she'd taken it over to finger herself. Oh my God. Is the whole finger thing actually true though? Like he did lose yeah. a finger. Everything everything in that's true, except I'm sure she wasn't fingering herself. Can you imagine the, the selfishness that for one moment of pleasure, fingering herself with this dismembered <laughs> little finger... For that one moment, she ruined his whole life. He now has half a finger. Put me every time I think about it, it kills me. So funny. Because oh, the joke God. is, you smuggled it out of there in your anus. <laughs> yeah, I have it still. I have it in a, a jar of <laughs> on a pickles. necklace. Yeah, Miss Pickle pickled it. Miss Pickles banana. <laughs> Pickled banana, is that even a thing? No, it's so stupid. It doesn't even make fucking sense. Yeah, because you need it, like a, a big amount of water. That her vagina and pickled it. It's so I hated Dunnington, man. It was such a shit school. <laughs> no, but every school has these things, though, doesn't it? Yeah, every single one. And, Apart and from the one in this, this film. This one, for some reason, they all are like, they mock the teacher, but also they all kind of like think he's all right. 
and a cool guy. Yeah, I suppose he does go viral at one point, doesn't he? That's kind of like realistic take, I guess. That probably would happen. Those kids would have bullied him out of school. <laughs> he would <laughs> yeah, not oh, have yeah. lived. He, would have not he was in tonight. England, at least. Actually, but, no, yeah. even in the US. He'd nah. be on TikTok. People would be putting little songs over it. Yeah, but like, what, what an American teenager had been like, oh my God, sir, you fucking, you're all over TikTok, you suck. Or an English teenager had been like, what, you fucking prick? <laughs> oh, it's Mr. Chandakan. That's what I you, little prick. What, you go fucking, fucking be sick on your mum, you fucking prick. He's allergic to not being a paedophile. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking pedo. <laughs> he was yeah. sick because he saw a fucking adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, this episode's so derailed. It's so yeah, funny. this is pretty intense, isn't it? I don't even remember like what we're even talking about. Did you catch the have... barnyard reference? No. <laughs> There's a bit where after Henry Winkler has now got the fire lit under him, thanks to Kevin James supporting him, he says oh. that on the way into school, he listened to the radio and um, I won't back down played. Did you not hear that bit? No, I yeah, can't he's... believe I missed that. Who's the original guy that sang it that we said about? It's oh, not Johnny Cash. It's not Johnny Cash. It's not. Uh, I can't remember. Do you want me to just Google Tom Petty? Tom Petty, that's it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh yeah, Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down came on and it was like a sign from above. So I really thought the song was going to be in it. I was going to be like, fucking hell, Luke is going to lose it. If they'd have put the song in, I would have probably screamed. Yeah. Still not a bad reference. I don't know if that is a reference strictly to Barnyard, but it's a fucking mad coincidence, isn't it? Um, exactly. Gary Valentine's in this film. Yes, that was my next note. He's got like 200 kids. He's a talented chef. Yeah, and he's a horrible, horrible man. Yeah, he's the Happy Madison character in this film, isn't he, I guess? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he just hates his wife and hates his kids and just sucks. But at the end, cool. there's a bit more light back in their relationship, isn't there? Because he's got something he loves again, cooking in the restaurant. Yeah, she should still divorce him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, for the kids, like, it would be nicer for them to at least get on. But um, yeah. what did you think? When they, the character we already mentioned, the student, uh, Malia, she had the subplot that, like, her dad was trying to get her to work in the restaurant or something. Yeah. And it's because they lost their chef. And then just so, it just so happens Kevin James' brother is this really good chef, apparently. But all we had seen of him being a chef was that he had made this like nacho meal that looked gross. Yeah. I it's... thought the joke was that he had like microwaved some salsa or like, <laughs> I was really surprised. But then, yeah, he's uh, It's again, chef. it's a storyline too many. This, sto- this film has so many storylines going on. You've got the student, you've got the couple of teachers, you've got the citizenship things that's enough like along with the fight and you don't need this best friend who's having marital problems who like ignites his life with cooking it's just a bit too much i think you can see the pieces coming into play like before they even mention it as well like i've got a note that's just like gary valentine is going to cook for that kid's dad 100 percent. i was going to put money on it <laughs> i was going to get on bet fred and say it's, it's definitely happening it's so bad i don't even know what like i didn't even connect any of the dots because i was so disengaged with that storyline yeah it was just care. it was unnecessary but like at the same time i just kind of didn't mind I, th- I think yeah. I would take that over some of the other storylines that we've had, like Grown Ups 2. So we're going to be re-watching Grown Ups 2 soon. And like, there's that subplot in that way. Like Chris Rock just doesn't want to fix his mum's aerial or something. Yeah. Like, what would you rather have, a storyline like that or this? Like, at least this one has kind of a nice resolution, I suppose. Yeah, there's an arc, I get. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not it's the not, worst it's not thing the worst. ever. What, what else is there to say? Joe about Rogan. Joe Rogan, yes. Your favourite uh, actor. So he's in this. 
he's neither of those things. He's my least favourite of both of those <laughs> things. Now, I'm sure Joe Rogan obviously has fans. And to yeah, be he's honest... He's a big deal, I, isn't he? I think he might just about be. But he's obviously got a lot of um, pull in the podcasting thing. He's done thousands of episodes and he's so got fans. to be fans. nice, otherwise he sends the pod boys around to kill us. Hell yeah, they'll break my legs if I say anything bad about him. But he's played himself, so it was a lot more palatable than he was a zookeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was fine in this. Like He was fine. As far as a cameo for like a celebrity needs to be, it kind of does the job. Did you like that he flew in all the school kids and everyone because he's such a good guy? <laughs> he's a good guy. I think at the moment in January, he's coming under fire for a lot of like vaccine misinformation or something. But like at least he flew those kids out to watch their teacher get the shit kicked out of him. Very yeah, nice. no, there's pros and cons. There's pros and cons <laughs> to the man. But yeah, he was super like not even really anything to say about him. I thought I'd be on here bashing him. Oh yeah. After the break. It was fine. Joe Rogan offensive. He lives to fight another day without being bashed by Luke Thomas. <laughs> He's not coming under fire from me today. <laughs> I'm just trying to see anything else I've even written about. Nicholas Totoro's in this. He's a referee. Yeah. Briefly appears, doesn't really do very much, but I have put a note to this just like, oh, it's been too long. The way they, <laughs> it's been too long for Nicholas Totoro. <laughs> they do this weird dynamic filming during a lot of the fights. It was a bit like Creed. <laughs> it predates Creed. Like they film into the fight, into the punching, then kind of map around. And I was like, this is fairly creatively filmed. Yeah, I did want to actually like bring that up, but I'm gl- I'm glad that you think it as well because I thought for a moment I was like, am I going fucking insane? Am I an idiot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're right. I think it's a big problem when it comes to sports films. Usually, is that we're so used to seeing how sports are presented on TV. Yeah. And do you remember the were they called goal the goal films that were like about football? soccer there was like this trilogy of films they were okay like when we were kids i think about a young guy playing for one of the northern teams i think Mm. i can't remember but like when it came to actually trying to show drama in football it always looked a bit funky and it's the same in ted lasso which is like about a lot of football always looks very green screened and false and it's kind of not what you're used to seeing this i think it actually kind of gets away with how it shows the sport there's bits where it looks yeah. like they're wearing like GoPro head cams or like chest mounts and stuff. And like, you can't, I don't want to sound like I'm giving this too much praise because <laughs> this isn't going to get a cinematography Oscar or anything, but like you do kind of Kudos to, feel yeah. a bit of adrenaline in those fights and stuff. I think they actually do yeah. a pretty good job of it. There's a bit at the end where he's been hit repeatedly and it looks pretty horrible. horrible. Like, it? yeah, he's covered in blood and like, it looks horrible. And he's so disoriented. He goes to like the wrong side of the the wrong corner and he just mm. can't like stand properly yeah it kind of gets to a point where like that ending isn't funny is it it's not funny it's kind of scary and a bit <laughs> weird and there's the bit where like it's his view of himself being thrown at the floor it's fucking horrible i felt a bit like ooh. yeah I'd and they actually punched. <laughs> <laughs> i'd hate to be punched they do quite a good job of making the guys fighting seem like fucking kaiju or something like he's presented yeah. like a monster he's a big guy and he doesn't speak he just kind of growls until that like punch he does at the, the start i'm gonna as well say one thing like i get it the rocky films i don't want to criticize the rocky films and say this it does something no better. they're great That's they so are great stupid. films because rocky like has really good villains like i love mm-hmm. apollo creed in the first two and then and then you've got club lang and then you've got Drago. Drago, yeah, the big 
the big three. Brilliant villains. But really, in sport, do you have, like, fucking villains? Like, evil people? Like, Club Lang kills Rocky's, like, coach. And then so does Ivan Drago. Like, he kills yeah. uh, Apollo Creed. Drago's, like, li- 50% robot, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he's literally, like, a drug-taking, sadistic murderer. Yeah. Uh, but he's a sports star. But the, the ante for each film make him, like, more evil. This guy's just a guy. He's really big and really good at fighting. And at the end, they just hug it and it's like, whatever. Like, mm. he's not an antagonist. It's not like he's been on TV for weeks being like, this fucking guy thinks he can take me in MMA. Fuck yeah. this. He's just a big guy. And he, it's kind of a respectful portrayal of how real sports stars would probably treat each other, which is yeah. kind of indifferent and kind of think, respectful after. Yeah, I think you're right. And like, you can say what you want about it. It is, it is stupid. Like, Kevin James is fighting this guy that's supposed to be like, is he like one of the champs or something? But probably, they yeah. even say before the fight, instead of having him come up on screen and because he's obviously not an actor is he if he's a real fighter and i think they say something like oh yeah he was supposed to fight in like a big championship match and he's dropped out but he's taken this on to show that kevin james doesn't belong in this sport or something and like i thought that's not a bad beat it's not great like because then kevin james beats him and you're a bit like well well okay (laughs) but i thought that was at least decent because do you remember in Creed 1 when Tony Bellew is supposed to be acting in it and he's like, I'm going to so fucking bad. fight him and it's gonna, oh, he's no. going to fucking die. <laughs> I hated it. I it's hated such it, yeah. a good film, but he is so dreadful. Yeah, Keep the guy to what he's good at, which is very good at MMA, seemingly. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I don't know anything about MMA, but that bit where he fucking Superman punched him was horrible. He's <laughs> <laughs> really like, oh, fuck. Yeah. If, I, if someone hit me like that, I'd die. <laughs> just, I would I'd definitely just die, shit like, myself, like, but like actual shit. <laughs> I'd shit myself. My neck would be broken. My face would fall in on itself, and I'd fucking die, like of a heart attack. Yeah, definitely. It's very scary. In my notes, I put this is heroin. I'd so much rather see <laughs> Rob Schneider or David Spade getting smacked. Yeah, I don't like seeing Kevin James that hurt. Um, yeah, because we do really love him. I yeah, think this I film's kind of re- like reassured me that we're not losing it with that because I do think he is quite good in this. I do um, really like him. And you, I think you said earlier, and I agree, no other Happy Madison person could play this character. If it was Adam Sandler, it'd be disingenuous. If it was Rob Schneider, it'd be offensive. If it was Chris Rock, I'd be like, you're way too skinny to be an MMA fighter. Tim Meadows? Maybe. Tim Meadows is good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Swanson, I would fucking hate him in this. That, that would be something. That would yeah. be a film and a half. Maybe um, Steve Steve Sard, <laughs> my favourite. What about Shaq or Terry Crews? Terry too... Crews, yeah. Shaq isn't a good enough actor, I don't think, to leave. Nah. But Terry Crews, you'd be like, why is this huge guy a teacher? It <laughs> 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 make that part unrealistic. Yeah, so no, no one could do it better than Kevin. Yeah, um, he's perfect for this role. Um, and the commitment to the actually getting fit is super impressive. Yeah, um, so yeah, well definitely. His arms look fucking ripped in this. What about the <laughs> twist that comes late in the day that there's an embezzlement plot line? <laughs> that was fucking crazy, but I didn't mind it. I was like, that guy looked like a fucking piece of shit. And, I genuinely uh, didn't see it coming though. <laughs> me neither. I was like, oh wow. So, but it ups the ante because he has to win, or it was all pointless. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did add something, I guess. I'm gonna Man. say like, I'm gonna poke a hole in this very whole filled film like it's not there's a cheese of films isn't it yeah so he's making national fucking attention he's 
a viral YouTube star. His story is everywhere. Joe Rogan has taken notice of him and he's fighting in the biggest arena of all time. He would get sponsorship. He wouldn't have to just get the flat pay. He would surely get a lot of money from this. It wouldn't just be like, oh, you have to win to get 50 or you, if you lose, you get 10. In this arena, his story would sell it. The story would definitely do all the groundwork. It would be like the MMA equivalent of Captain Tom Moore that we had in Britain a couple of (laughs) years ago. Yeah, he did. I'd love to see finish his job, didn't he? But like, I'd love to see Kevin James doing laps of his garden. Yeah, (laughs) could you imagine? But like, you're right. He would have got book deal. He would have been on Ellen. Yeah, they'd have been reuniting him with his teacher or something like that on ellen and yeah he'd be making crying and he'd go on Um, the joe rogan podcast (laughs) (laughs) he would be i want to say as well i don't know if i've said it already who's the fucking head teacher in this film who's that actor i think that's a clone of ben mendelson but it isn't ben (laughs) mendelson (laughs) what's his fucking name is it greg german I think it could be that one. Let me have a look because I know for a fact that he was in Talladega Nights playing a massive arsehole. That was such the a same bad code, character, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It is him. Okay, so Greg German or German? No, it's German. He's fucking excellent in this film. Wait, and here comes the boom. Yes. Do you think? I thought he was fucking sick, the head teacher. He's such a shit. He, like he is very unlikable. Yeah. You want to fucking hit him. The only thing I didn't like was the fact that he's just at the fight at the end cheering them and then he's like, oh, thanks. You don't get your holiday day. <laughs> yeah. He needed to get punched. He needed to maybe like, he's trying to like muscle into the MMA place and he's like, that's one of my teachers out there. That's one of my teachers out there. And then a real MMA star like hits him in the face because <laughs> he's so punchable, isn't he? Yeah, Good he God. is. Yeah, you're right. There was potential for like a shoot McGavin style performance there, I guess. <sighs> He looks like exactly like the horrible newsreader from Die Hard and Rugrats movie. You know that horrible punchable fucker? No, I don't I I can't think of the guy. But so you're saying that he looks the same as a man who's in a live action film and the cartoon. Right. Is the cartoon like exactly like what he looks like? He looks exactly like <laughs> right, fuck's sake, man. Oh, I don't even know what to search for this. <laughs> news reporter. Rugrats news reporter. Yes, okay, Google Rugrats news reporter right now. Right. And then Google Die Hard News Reporter. <laughs> Is it actually the same person? I don't know, but they look the same. I've always like thought they, they're the same person. Right, so I've gone for the Rugrats one first. It's a man with ginger hair that sort of comes out of the top of his head a bit a bit like, like a side part. Kind of like bum cheeks though. And he's got the teeth of a donkey. Yeah. He's got huge teeth, like unrealistic teeth. So here we go, Die Hard News Reporter. Richard Thornburg. He looks the same. He's another ginger guy with a horribly punchable face. He is the same man. Fucking he hell. Is the same man. How do humans have teeth that big? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I can't yeah. see a single news report. There's just a ginger man on the phone. Yeah, that's the guy. The one on the phone. Right, okay. Richard Formberg, who's like trying to break the story. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We shouldn't it doesn't. be this, on this This man looks exactly like Ben Mendelsohn. He does look like Ben Mendelsohn, but I'm meaning he has the same vein of punchable person. He's so punchable. But Ben Mendelsohn does doesn't... that as well in real life and in films. I would love to Ben the... Mendo. Why? He's a notorious bum bag, apparently. Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty certain that he like does interviews and just like shouts at people and stuff. Is he actually? I've always been like, Mendo's I've, I've, cool. I've heard a lot of people say that he's like the person you don't want to interview. Oh, like, no. I'm sure they've mentioned it on like Empire and stuff like that, kind of like veiled responses. Like, you know, they're not going to outright say that he's the worst, but like... 
I'm going to write, Ben Mendelsohn is a shit. Ben Mendelsohn the prick. <laughs> There's a reason why he's playing villains and everything. Ben Mendelsohn arse? Like, I can't find anything, mate. <laughs> ben Mendelsohn's be- butt appreciation thread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I can't remember what it was that I heard him do an interview. It sounds for, a I, lot like slander, mate. <laughs> I, I think he was talking about, like, Ready Player One or something, and um, he was getting really annoyed at people saying asking about it having CGI or something like that. He was like right. fuming about it. And it's very obvious that film has CGI in it because he plays a cartoon man for most of the film. All right. All right. <laughs> so we've, uh, we've established Ben Mendelsohn might be or might not be an arsehole in real life, but there's no proof beyond Luke Terry's word. <laughs> but I liked him in Baby Teeth. I liked him in Star Wars. Oh, I always liked That's him in one films. of the most boring films I've ever seen. Fuck you, man. It's so quite shit. good. It's I so quite rubbish. Like that film. Rubbish. It's all right. You fucking. It's no. Um, here comes the boom. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, there was a bit when uh, when the embezzling funds bit happened, and I wrote, "OMG, that." <laughs> <laughs> so annoyed about the embezzler. I was so angry because I liked that guy earlier on. It was a bit of a twist. Maybe they should um, have combined him and the head teacher and made the head teacher just full on villain. Yeah, exactly. The head teacher should have been more of a villain because they all the pieces were there. That guy is so punchable and such an arsehole. He has a horrible relationship with Kevin James. If it had turned out he was the embezzler, that would have been more cinematic and more of a... And then he punches him at the end. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And he just fucking... Or if Henry, Henry Winkler punches him. Yes. Okay. So he's in Kevin James's grill and he's like, go on, fucking hit me. You lose your job, dickhead. Why Tough don't you guy. Just fucking, hit me? just fucking hit me. Why don't you fucking hit me? And then Henry Winkler punches him. A and lot the like kid, the scene in Step Brothers. One actually. of the kids then punches him in the nuts and then Hell yeah. the MMA people do it as well. And then Joe Rogan interviews him on his podcast. He's like, how does it feel to be a total bitch? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's really good. What else have we got to talk about? Uh, Miguel. Miguel is a side character. Very nice. And he's fun. And Which I'm glad one? they got citizenship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like Miguel. He was a, another nice character. He's always Maybe... in Philadelphia. He's the landlord. Yeah. And good face. I think he's the closest thing to like a, a just full-on comedy character in this. But like, it never kind of feels like their sort of struggles the butt of the joke too much. There are yeah. jokes about them like misunderstanding things, but it's never like too dodgy, I don't think, in that respect. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. They don't show them like really struggling or but if they'd have done that, that would have been a film on its own. <laughs> That's yeah. too much storyline. And mm-hmm. they obviously just wanted a reason for the MMA guy to meet Kevin James. That works though. I think the problem is then when, as well as him being the person training Kevin James, there's also then a secondary trainer. Yeah, for no reason. That's I like didn't a bit like when, the secondary trainer. I didn't mind him. Like there wasn't anything I didn't. I didn't dislike him. It's just like you're just another another person for no reason. But, it, but if it all these characters were played by like a stronger actor, this could have been quite impactful. And I don't know. That could have been your Terry Crews cameo, I suppose. Right. Okay. Terry Crews as the well, you'd have to get rid of the citizenship thing, so that wouldn't work. But I was going to say Terry Crews would have been good as the trainer, the gym owner. He could be the gym owner guy. It could have just yeah. been one montage where that guy's helping him fight. But like that guy didn't have to come to Vegas and be in the hotel room eating cake and having a food fight. Yeah, that food fight scene was. A bit I couldn't tell you that guy's name. There is one funny scene where that guy has them all round for dinner, and Kevin James just isn't eating it because he can't move his arms above his head i didn't mind that he looks really sad because he can't eat and he's just like i can't lift my arms 
and then he goes to Selma Hayek. He does a night visit. I've got a note saying they're like daredevil and night nurse because he just goes to her house and she <laughs> fixes his arm. <laughs> That's so funny. I wrote this is like Hawkeye. It's so like the realistic version of heroes getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, he like appears at her house while she's in her pajamas and he's like has to get his arm put back into place, doesn't he? It's yeah. another very uh, grotty moment. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? Did you like the bit when they were fighting in like a really dodgy ring and it and the, the ring broke and then they both fell on the floor? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Do they have like MMA fights and country fairs and country fates, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of went into like snatch territory, didn't it? Like sort of yeah. the underground the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's like the first place they fight, there's like a chicken in it. It's very grim portrayal, but apparently uh, it, it's quite hard to get. It was at UFC to kind yeah. of get on board with making films about stuff like this. And apparently they convinced them with the way they portrayed uh, MMA was, I don't know, respectful and realistic enough that they they were like, OK, we can yeah. do this. I, I can see that. It does seem to come from like a quite nice place. It doesn't feel too shoehorned, really. What other MMA films are there? Is Warrior, the Tom Hardy one, is that MMA? I don't know, to be honest. I think it might be, but I'm not 100% on that. But um, I think they do a good job of it. Uh, I've just not really ever been interested in any of that sort of thing. I remember, mm, was there yeah. a time when we stayed up late to watch an MMA fight, but we got really drunk before it? Yeah, we were in Lincoln and we were We stood watch on the, the Brayford uh... Bridge and like puking off of it, me and you. I feel like we yeah, got... it, was, it was me and you and Jack. And then we were going back to mine and Jack's house to uh, to watch, what, Conor McGregor fight? Is it Ronda Rousey, Rousey or whatever her name Ronda is? Rousey was fighting first and then Conor McGregor was fighting after. We caught the Ronda Rousey bit and then we both, me and you fell asleep. Yeah, I remember waking up the next day. I was supposed to go home that night. I remember waking up and just being like, what the fuck? In our horrible living room, probably. Yeah, sat but... up, sat upright as well in a chair. I think I was I know, just like, that... I need to go. I don't think I said I bye. So I think I just left, like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like being sick into this bush and then you were being sick into the water. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> it was one of the worst, but the worst I ever saw was Jack being sick into the Brayford after uh, our graduation. That was oh, fucking vile. Like he was just being sick, like right near us, like a swan's nest. Oh, like a swan's head. I had to stop the taxi on the way home after that one to be sick. I was sick on a roundabout. <laughs> Oh, this this episode is very funny. It's more uh, <laughs> reflective. It's not even about the film. Yeah, I feel uh, bad. This is kind of it is just a good throwaway kind of film, though. Like there isn't yeah. much to talk about. You've got to bring your own experiences in. Exactly. That's what podcasting is all about. That's what Joe Rogan would tell us. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Do you want to uh, go on to our James Journal? I think so. Yeah. How did you do? Not terrible, but I think there's a chance you could dispute one of my ones that makes up the line that I've got. The line I got was in 38 minutes, 30 seconds. I had uh, hitting nuts. I think that was the one I ticked it for at that point. I think that was the one that gave me the line. He says the line, he kicked my left ball into my throat. I think he just gets kicked loads of times during a fight. <laughs> um, old joke. There's a bit when Harry Winkler announces that his wife's pregnant and Kevin James is like, oh, how old are you? And he just says, old. I think that's as old joke as you get. That's really, old, yeah. And then I've also got this one, fast food. There's not as much fast food in this as you'd expect, but... Not even slightly. No, but I ticked it for Gary Valentine's nacho dinner. I reckon that is fast food. It's just nachos with salsa. Like, Kevin James looks, as, looks at it as if he's, like, 
discovered the new Gordon Ramsay or something. But it's you just don't just you don't matches. just make fast food. I wouldn't just go to my kitchen, make like a, a burger, and be like, "Oh, this is fast food." It's not what fast food is, you fucking bastard. Are you telling me that? So right, I do this more often than I care to admit. But are you telling me you would feel like you've pulled off a nice meal if you're opening up a bag of Doritos, pouring salsa on it, putting it in the microwave, and then eating it? That's fast. I'd food. say it was a. I'd say it was a snack. I'd say it was like a maybe tea, he's eating it maybe as a dinner, little though. meal. He's eating I'd it as dinner, and it's. I'd say this is my dinner. I wouldn't be like, oh, I've just made fast. F-. You can't fucking make fast food. Fast yes, food. you can. You put food in a microwave, and it comes out in a minute and a half. That, that's what, a microwave that a long meal? meal. That's a microwave meal. It's that's fast not food. fast food. It's junk that's food. Fast it's fast food. food. Fast junk food, fine. Fast food, no. Fast food is from a fucking. Oh, it's like, a minute and a half long away. for you. I feel sorry for any girl you ever get with. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell someone's watched 68 Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's a shit joke that's like that. Go to insult that I fucking come quick. <laughs> well done. You fucking. I used to be a teacher, man. I used to have res- <laughs> People used to respect me. <laughs> One and a half minutes changed everything. Fine. <laughs> Fine. You can have this fucking fast food thing. I'm not happy about it, but whatever. Do it. Whatever. Prick. <laughs> The sad thing is, I genuinely feel like Kevin James at the end of this film. I fucking won. This is how I win. <laughs> Go on, carry with the rest of your journal, you twat. <laughs> so the cherry on top of the cake is the rest of these. Um, inexplicable love interest. I know we said it was convincing by the end of it, but just on paper, there's bits when Salma Hayek is stood opposite Kevin James and you are a bit like, what is going on here? No way. Not even slightly. They look like a perfect couple. Fuck you. I, I don't want to be horrible. Like, I know we always say Kevin James is handsome. You say it because you look just like it. <laughs> but whether he's a good fighter and a nice guy, he is still an overweight guy. And she's like a very, very good looking woman. He could get with Salma Hayek. I could. I, I, Kevin could get with Salma Hayek. How dare you say that the size of a man would restrict the love that he receives? This man is charming. He's fighting for his school. He's a good teacher. He's a good man. If he, wasn't, fucking... if he wasn't in a film as the lead actor and you walked past Kevin James in the street, you wouldn't say, fucking hell, Salma Hayek's going to bow down to that man. If you saw someone nah, that looked I'd... exactly like him, you wouldn't. I would. I'd be like, I'd be like, Salma's pun- punching. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a beautiful guy. <laughs> Fuck you. I love Kevin James, but I right, don't think fine. it's the most believable. Do, do you an explicable love interest? I would say this is probably one of our most believable love interests. I would buy this over Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston any day. Yeah, but that's not that's not that impressive that you'd buy it over. There's a lot of things I would buy over that. <laughs> I think this is like one of the more... I'd buy this more than Adam Sandler and Salma Hayek. How about that? I think that this... Maybe, I don't know. I think that the storyline convinces you. But I think if we're going just on paper... If I saw those two people walking down the street together, I would be like, all right, a couple. I wouldn't be like, that could never happen. Well, for a start, you would, I don't know where you'd be walking because you're not seeing a couple like this in Sheffield. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think that if you compare the poster of The Dilemma to Salma Hayek in From Dust Till Dawn, like, that's not fair. I mean, it is fair. Yeah. No, because what? you're talking about her at her peak and him at his worst. That's I not mean, him at his worst. He's quite young in that. Is he? It doesn't matter about you. Look man. at what. It's all right. Just... Look at Kevin James in like King of Queens and then her in those films. Like, right. Yeah. It is maybe, a bit inexplicable. Maybe. Right. Okay. Him 
Are you like, willing to maybe, die on the hill that Kevin James would be able I'm to saying, port Salma Hayek? I'm not necessarily saying Kevin James, but I am definitely saying that I'm saying Scott Voss. You're basically saying you could Scott port Salma Hayek at this point. I don't think You're I a Hollywood could, version Scott, of you. <laughs> a more palatable version of me, which is nice. But Scott Voss definitely could. I think you're talking out of your fucking ass yet again. I, I don't think I've ever fought you on any of these as much as I have today. I'm being quite defensive. Yeah, it's been a, a weird day, hasn't it? But no, I, I think their love plot is fine. Like, I wrote that as soon as she turned up on screen. As okay. soon as I saw her, I ticked that and I was like... Okay, okay. By the end, not inexplicable. By, by the I end, like, not so much. Yeah. Like it, this it is a did... perfect couple. It did just about convince me, but like, I think if they're top trump cards, let's play it as as basic as that. If there was a top trump card and it said attractiveness out of 100, Kevin James, I'm saying we'd probably give him 52. Oh, why? (laughs) Okay. Salma Hayek, I don't know, probably like 80s. Probably like 80. Late 80s. Yeah, and he's probably like 52, fat, fine. Where would you put me? Why do you think you're going to have a fucking top trump card? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Why? What do you think? I'd twenty two. Twenty two. You'd be fucking twenty one, mate. You're a little bit like ah. fucking ugly piece of shit. <laughs> I was gonna say you make up for it. Um, I don't. I don't make up for it. I don't Jesus. have no personality. What, what would you put? Drawing ability, like I don't know, sixty two. <laughs> Thank you. My skills. <laughs> Mine podcast said it in ten out of hundred. Attractiveness and drawing skills. Ability to aggravate everyone in their vicinity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very high. I beat everyone. Uh, carry on. Enough. All right. Um, vomit. I don't think you're going to argue with me on that one. There's a bit where he goes viral for puking on a man. Hell yeah. 70s and 80s rock song plays. Right. I think one thing we haven't delved into in this is the soundtrack. It's full of new metal 90s horrible rap rock songs that are like, I was going to fight the man. <laughs> <laughs> really horrible. Like the, the title of the film comes from a song by P.O.D., a Christian rock band. I'm pretty, certain they're, I'm pretty certain they're a Christian rock band. But it, when we talk about the boom, is that Christ? <laughs> <laughs> here comes Christ it's the boom of the rock moving when he resurrects himself at Easter here comes the here comes the Jesus oh no never mind what was what you going to say following the September 11 2001 attacks boom was the only POD song included on the list of songs deemed inappropriate by clear channel communications and there's a list of songs and I'm going to read them out to you so uh Inappropriate songs post 9-11. Yeah, so after 9-11, they just were like, we can't play any of these songs. There's a lot of ACDC here. Duck and Run by Three Doors Down. Uh, The Boy from New York City by The Adlibs. Jesus Christ. What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. (laughs) Sabotage by The Beastie Boys. Ticket to Ride by The Beatles. Oh, this is so sad. Imagine being the guy who has to go through every song ever and pick out ones that might be vaguely related to 9-11 to not play. We better not do any reruns of Adam Sandler playing that terrorist guy on Saturday Night Live. Oh, Just no. for a couple of days. <laughs> Just for a few days. Let's keep it, keep it going. But yeah, back yeah. to my point. So a lot of the songs are very like 90s, noughties, sort of like, I was always on the fringes of liking this kind of music, but this film's fully confirmed. I don't like it. Yeah. Like Papa Roach, those kind of bands disturbed. Like, <laughs> let the bodies hit the floor. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yes. But um, the 70s, 80s rock song I've gone with. So there's one part where they play, 
I think it's, is it Holly Holy by Neil Diamond? I wouldn't say that's a rock song. It's not a rock song at all. But they do sing Faithfully by Journey, which I'm going to say was probably a 70s or 80s rock song. Doesn't fully play, but you hear him sing it. You really are. You really are being very controversial today. That's the third one, (laughs) which I would say is not true. And you're just fucking playing loose and light with it. It didn't help me get get a line. So we either have it or we don't. End of the day. Yeah, just just have it. I can't wait to just edit your bit out and say Luke Thomas died when he was doing his James General this week. Sorry, that's the end of the episode. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't tick Terry Crews because he wasn't in this film. I didn't tick Singing James because he doesn't sing. He's a very serious man. Um, and I didn't tick Horrible Voice because I can't think of anyone no. that had a particularly horrible voice. Everyone no. sounded fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. How was your James so, Journal? Uh, not too bad. I got a line about an hour in. Uh, so my line was maniac villain. I nope. crossed it. There isn't a maniac villain in this film. I crossed it very early on for the head teacher because no head teacher would ever speak to a teacher like that in front of their students and be that antagonistic and be like so dismissive of the idea of music. It's yeah. just such a comically ridiculous teacher, which I wish they'd gone full pelt with. And if we're not accepting him as a maniac villain, then fucking the guy embezzling funds from a failing school. Yeah, I think you could also say that the guy in the final fight, because like... And the man who Superman punched a fucking teacher. They make it abundantly clear that this man doesn't believe that Kevin James belongs in this sport. So what he does, instead of going against that through protest, he instead decides to just beat seven shades of shit out of him. So it's uh, a rare three maniacs. Yeah. Which is quite good. I... Crossed off surprise cameo, um, probably for Joe Rogan, even yeah. though I, I didn't, but whatever. Uh, and weird tonal shift, there's a lot of that like all over the place. You'll go from him being sick to suddenly all the students like crying and, and being mm-hmm. like, you're you're my hero and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it, it is patchy. I think that's fair. The other ones I got, I got half naked slow-mo, which... I think Kevin James has a few moments where he's in slight slow motion with his ripped arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Originally, that was half naked woman in slow mo, but we changed that to be inclusive. So, uh, yeah, you've got Being it. More inclusive. Half naked slow mo. Uh, ripped dad bod. Do I have yeah. to say more about Kevin James in this film? Uh, he lost 80 pounds. He looks, he looks great. I'm going to say uh, it's more of an uncle bod. <laughs> yeah, he has, a, he has a slightly toned uncle bod. <laughs> Ripped nephew, but I'd say. <laughs> and then the last one I got, I got for genuinely good acting. I could put that for a lot of people in this, but it's predominantly the Filipino student. They were very, very fucking good. And also Henry Winkler, who was also very, very good. And Kevin James was good. And yeah. Salma Hayek was good. Everyone was good. Yeah, I think they're all, all pretty decent, to be fair. I think both of us went into this quite cynical, but we've really yeah. seen the light on this one. I don't know what it is. It's been very weird. And the ones I didn't get, I didn't get Alan Covert good. I didn't get McDonald's. He's, he's got to eat clean. And I didn't get Opens with Flashback. Pretty, no flashback. pretty uh, heavy on the tropes-ish. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it does kind of a nice enough job with them, though. It was good to not see any of the, like, phobia ones that we've usually got. Yeah, for sure. So the time has come. So, Luke... Are you going to uh, Superman punch, here comes the boom, right in the fucking face and knock it out into the pit where it'll rot with all our horrible films? Or, I can't say embezzle funds and go in the castle. (laughs) Yes, steal all the money and go in the castle. What are you going to do? Is this pit or castle? So this film, I think this did get a bit of a critical knocking. I don't think people particularly loved this, like 
no one particularly remembers this as far as I'm aware. I don't know if this even was in the cinemas over here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick the film up off the floor. It's been beaten. I'm going to pull its arm. I'm going to put my foot on its knee. I'm going to pull really hard to fix it. Because I think that we're doing the work of uh, an angel here. We're going to give this film a bit of critical praise that it solely, it really deserves. Are we the first people to praise it? <laughs> Ever? It's no longer a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> But no, I, I genuinely think that this film has heart. It's got a lot of patchy issues. It's definitely not like perfect filmmaking or anything. And as I say, it's quite a crowded genre and it's not the best example of that genre. There's at least, what, four Rocky films that are better than this. There's two Creed films that are better. There's the sick Karate Kid films. But I don't know. There's enough about this one that like when you compare it to a lot of the Happy Madison films, like it is it is better than them. There's enough creative stuff. It's filmed relatively well when it comes to the fight scenes. It kind of makes up for the fact that the colours are a bit dark and depressing for no reason. As you say, a couple of winning performances that are pretty likeable and nice. Yeah, I think you root for him. He's an underdog. It just It's kind of like standard stuff, but it just fits the bill to the extent you would want it to. I think it's an easy watch. And it almost convinces you that Kevin James could pull Salma Hayek. So... Yeah, I think that we're putting the newly fixed, critically acclaimed film Here Comes the Boom into the Sandler Castle. How about you? Yeah, same for me. This is definitely in the castle. Um, it's very charming. It's, all the characters are quite likeable. Kevin James is very impressive that he got in this kind of shape and portrayed this sport in a kind of honest and decent way. I, I like a lot of the side characters, particularly uh, Henry Winkler and also one of the students that were very, very good think that some of the shots with during the fights are quite dynamic and interesting and surprising for Happy Madison. Uh, I think Frank Karachi also bleeds a lot of his own politics into it in a subtle way, which I think really works. It's not the best film ever, but I quite liked it and uh, I'd probably recommend it to anyone who likes sports films because, yeah. yeah, it's not a bad watch. No, I agree. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't tell people not to watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not bad. Uh, so we've put uh, Here Comes the Boom into the castle. Uh, I think, is this the... It's a mad sentence. And now every single Frank Karachi film is in the castle, except for Click, His in the, the one episode one. he listened to. Fuck's sake. That's so embarrassing. It looks like we're trying to pander to him now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so pissing him off. I want to watch Click again and just got... be like, this is a fucking masterpiece. Right, you know what? Rewatching it, we'd probably like it. We're very different men to when we started. Right, are you ready for a little Sandler game? Oh, I'm so ready. Get me in that ring. <laughs> so, I don't have a name for this game. Oh, no. Fighter or... Fl fight or flight, I'm going to call it. Fight or flight. Oh, nice. I have written down a bunch of fighters from popular culture. Fictional fighters. So, these are boxers, these are wrestlers, stuff like that. But... I've also written down a couple of fake ones that are either people I've made up, uh, real people who aren't fighters, or uh, also random film characters from Happy Madison films. Oh, great. I'm going to tell you the name. You get a point if you tell me if they're a real, uh, if they're a fictional fighter, if it's something I made up. And you get a point if you can tell me what they're from. Right, okay. You ready? Um, are these, one question, are these professional fighters or people have just had a fight in a film? Professional fighters in a film. So, so like you couldn't have, like, the priest from Grown Ups too. No, the priest, no. Like, that's my boy. Unfortunately not. So, like, for example, I could say Rocky Balboa, and oh, you'd okay. be like, yeah, fictional and from Rocky, okay? Mm -hmm. Butch Coolidge. 
That sounds like something I should know. I'm going to say fictional, but I don't know what from. It's fictional. Do you want a clue? Yeah, go on then. Played by Bruce Willis. Oh my God, that definitely sounds something I should know, but I've... It's one of my um, blind spots. I've just seen Sixth Sense loads of times. <laughs> That's the only film you see. Is that his character in um, Pulp Fiction? Yeah, yeah, his character in Pulp Fiction. So two two points for you. I'll have uh, to watch just... that film one day. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I've seen it. I studied oh, media. Every I know. student has that poster on their wall. <laughs> okay, the next one is uh, Jimmy Kane. Mm, I think you've made you that will... one up. You think I made it up? No, because you were about uh, to say, I'll oh, know it. Uh, I think he's fictional. <laughs> no, 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 fuck you. All right, yeah, you. I, I didn't make it up. It is a real character. You'll never be able to guess the film that they're from. If you oh, do, okay. I will cut off my balls and <laughs> eat them right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I really want to see that. Let me Google it. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, don't Google it. Jimmy You've got Kane. 10 seconds. Jimmy Kane, you've got 10 seconds. Sandy Jack. Wexler, the fighter in no. Sandy Wexler. No, it's uh, from Winner Take All, a 1932 film. <laughs> I was not putting my balls on the line for any Sandy Wexler nonsense. <laughs> okay, the next one is Vec Sims. Vec. Vec, Vec Sims. How have you spelled that? Uh, V-E-C-K. Made up? Yeah, it's not. It's in my... Not made up, but it's uh, it's not a fighter. Have a guess. Do you want to have a guess who it is? Um, is it the guy in the wheelchair that you played in Taking a Stand? I wish. No, this is the villain from Paul Blart. Uh, you're that guy. What's Ball Blart? Paul Blart. <laughs> you, <laughs> said, you said ball. Did I say ball? Oh, the God. porn parody of Paul Blart. <laughs> ball Blart. Ball okay, Blart. Ball Ball Blart. Ball Ball Bop. <laughs> The next one. Oh, actually, this fits with the B thing. Uh, Bo Bibbo Babowski. I don't know. Again, that sounds like someone I should know, but or have you just made that up? I'm going to say it's a fictional one. Yeah, it's a it's a fictional one. Any idea of where they're from? Coraline. Coraline. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. With oh wait, there are fighters in that film. Maybe I think he's a fighter. A little wrestler. Uh, now this is from the Superman comics. Apparently, Bo Bibbo oh. Babowski. Bobibo Babowski. Sounds like my stuff. <laughs> Very good. Okay, the next one is The Revolting Blob. Oh, that's real. That's from uh, fictional. That's from X-Men, isn't it? No. Is it not? Well, the blob is from X-Men. What's yeah. the revolting blob from? Oh, it's something we've had on, on this podcast, actually. It's something we've watched, isn't it? Fuck. It sounds like something in one of the films that I've not enjoyed as much. I don't know. I'm going to say it's from... Actually, no, I'm, I'm just going to say it's from Waterboy. I know it's not because that's Captain Insano, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you just don't even give a shit. Uh, now, that's uh, from Billy Madison. Oh, is it Billy Madison? Seen yet. Yeah, oh, Revolting nice. Blob. The, my next one was Captain Insano, so I'll get rid of that. Waterboy, <laughs> Sorry. Which you just said. Okay, my next one is uh, Stephen Dennis Clem Grogan. Stephen Dennis. That's Joe Rogan's real name, Clem. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Rogan's Stephen Dennis Clem, Gro- Clem Grogan <laughs> so Clem Grogan is that uh, fictional or is it something I've made up fictional made fighter I think uh, you've made it up I think I've made it up what do you think Clem Grogan is your mum's maiden name <laughs> Clem Grogan <laughs> do you want me to tell you yeah go on uh, it was a Manson family murderer <laughs> <laughs> so yeah your mum Fiona Thomas famously <laughs> 
Oh, I've got to sneak in one into every yeah. game I do from wrestling. Now sneak on. into people's houses. The worst ongoing joke of all time. Okay, the next one is um, da, 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 Bonesaw McGraw. That's real. Bonesaw is ready from Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> you have got you for three minutes. The worst actor three ever. Three minutes of playtime. <laughs> Well, I didn't sign up for no cage match. <laughs> His enunciation is like Toast of London, isn't it? The, <laughs> the things he puts emphasis on are mad. I love Bones are ready. <laughs> I wish he'd come out of the fucking portal in <laughs> no way. Can you imagine? I can stop them coming through and then he comes flying out. <laughs> Three minutes of playtime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Tommy Gunn. I want to say I recognise that, but that's just because a Tommy gun is like a, a weapon. <laughs> I reckon that's real. Uh, well, fictional. I don't think you've made it up. Yeah, it's a fictional fire. What, what are they from? I don't know. Fucking Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. No, it's uh, the villain from Rocky Five, The worst Rocky Five. Oh, the street fight. Yeah, the street fire. The little Tommy kid. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Rubbish. Rubbish Very film. Shit. Rubbish character. Uh, and my last one is Nick Brannan. Nick Brannan. Nick Brannan. Nick Brannan. Fictional? No. Is he a real fighter? No, not a real fighter. But do you want to guess what it is? Nick Brannan. No, go on, you just tell me. I've I've Uh, run out of juice. It's been a long episode. It's been long, hasn't it? It's uh, Kevin James in The Dilemma. Um, (laughs) I'd even even total up the fucking points, so (laughs) you did something, probably, whatever. I did did mostly all right, I suppose, but also very bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, so we have put... I nearly said the fucking dilemma. We've put Here Comes the Boom into the uh, castle. Uh, what are we going to be watching next time? Next time, I think that it's a special birthday episode. Is that correct? Hell yeah. Yes. What's this? I can hear like the jingling of birthday bells. <laughs> I can smell a burp snot. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Luke Terry is going to be turning... 27 years old fucking disgustingly old and uh we're gonna be watching grown-ups 2 re-watching and doing a commentary for it um yeah you excited right look i'm gonna break the fourth wall i'm gonna <laughs> no yeah, <you laughs> i'm gonna go dead for... <laughs> go on do it we've recorded it already <laughs> surprise <laughs> It is a horrendous episode. So bad. It's so bad. I spent the whole time like birthing and just like yeah. farting and not even talking. So we teased it back in our January episode for your birthday that yeah. when we watched the first Grown Ups, which is a good episode. I stand by that. But we watched the films back to back because we're in a short time span and we were really drunk at the end of that recording, which people will hear already. Yeah. So then by the time we got to watching Grown Ups 2, which is our favourite of the Grown Ups films, I genuinely, we watched this less than a week ago and I can't remember a single thing that we saw in that film. I don't remember a single thing I said. I could have said anything. And yeah, I know. It's really it's, worrying. Uh, it's worrying. So at the time of recording, we don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> we, we're we not watching it again. Fuck no. that. I might. <laughs> I might have to watch it again. I think that maybe you might be doing it with our music man, Joe Tyrone, as a little backup. But maybe with like a intercut weaving of our unreleasable commentary. It's going to be a, a weird couple of weeks in the Sandler pit around Grown Ups 2 commentary i think there might be like a bloopers reel of how drunk we were but just as a preview i think there was one point where i said to you how often do you scream in your everyday life and you responded by burping and saying this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) 
That's pretty much our dynamic anyway. <laughs> I flicked through the recording of it and we're just sat there not talking quite often and you've got hiccups for an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like eating a sandwich into the microphone and like just... That's in just, the first one. That's in the that one that's already been one? released. Yeah, you go away and come back with a sandwich. Oh no. Okay. I think you go to the toilet. Over the two films, I think you went to the toilet four or five times while recording. Uh, I had about 15 beers. I felt like shit. Like I passed yeah. out immediately. It was like 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Your wife messaged me. It was like, what have you done to my husband? <laughs> Is that what she said? Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> Apparently, um, I went into the kitchen four times and asked her what she was cooking for dinner <laughs> while she was cooking it. And she had told me. And every time I was just like, what are you making? And then um, I fell asleep on the sofa, but I fell asleep with my leg on her. And she was like, I didn't want to move because you looked like you were going to explode. So she sat there with me on with my leg on her for two and a half hours. That was her whole evening. Mine was so bad. I fell asleep, literally. You can't see, but my bed is here. Like my bed is yeah, right there. Next to you. So I must have just gone like this with the headphones still on. <laughs> oh my God. I woke up at the end of my bed, coiled up with my headphones still on. <laughs> as soon as we finished, I must have just passed out. It's so it was, horrible. I was surprised was that the files were there, to be honest. I thought I would might have like accidentally deleted them or I something. Can't believe, I can't believe you actually recorded it. Um, we were basically like what Nick Swartzen's like at the start of Grown Ups 2. The <laughs> whole thing is probably unlistenable. So like, we'll see what happens with it. But the, the listener will know when it comes up in their podcast feed. Yeah, I think if you and Joe do like a review of or like a re-review of it or something like that, that would be good. We've had Joe on before for Zohan. I want to hear his opinions. So he's a good guy. I don't know if he's even seen yeah. Grown Ups too, but we'll we'll find out anyway. You're you're not losing content, and it might just if you liked this episode where we just talked shit for a good <laughs> like half an hour chunk in the middle. It's probably yeah. a bit like that. Are you going to keep the same intro and outro? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to be very weird. <laughs> I'm really excited for that episode. So if you want to get in touch with us to tell us more of your school stories. Or oh, yeah, please do. If, you, if you're from the school that Luke's dad used to throw dog shits into, <laughs> uh, email us thesandlerpit at gmail.com or you can visit our social media at the Sandlerpit. It's mad as well because my mum used to always tell this story that she knew a kid who fell into dog shit and it made him go blind. Yeah, I've heard that. It's like a wife's tale, isn't it? Same as like yeah. the kid who swung back on his chair and got brain damage. <laughs> so you're... <laughs> My dad's like trying to live out the fairy tales by throwing dog shit at kids. The school near your parents, it's like a school for the blind, but none of them were blind when they start. They just all got those maggots in their eyes and blind. It's so horrible. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be wonderful if you could give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The ratings will really help. They'll put food on the table. Uh, thank you, Joe Throne, for doing all the music for this podcast and for probably having to patch up a few mistakes that we made for grown-ups too uh, in advance. Thank you. Can't wait to see how that fucking pans out. Surely it'll be better than us burping into a microphone for an hour and 40 minutes. My fear is that it's going to be a way better episode without me. <laughs> the new and improved Sandler Pit. It will be the new podcast, The Sandler Castle. All the good oh, stuff. That terrifies me. And I just start my own fucking <laughs> Just the Pit. <laughs> You're doing it. a Seinfeld rewatch on your own in Costa Rica. <laughs> um, um, big thank you to Luke Thomas for your artwork. Cannot wait to see the picture you draw of Kevin James's finely ripped body. Oh, fuck it. That's actually what I'll have to draw, isn't it? I'm going to have to draw that like tomorrow morning. 
whilst packing. <laughs> and thank you, Luke Terry, for editing all these episodes. And at the time that this gets released, keeping this monster afloat for three months, four months solo. Dealing yeah, with all you... the lawsuits that we've got after all the slander that we've done. Yeah, you were just like shit talking Ben Mendelsohn. Mendo <laughs> won't sit on that. He'll he'll fucking come at you for He'll that. Destroy me. What if you try to come back to Costa Rica and the police are just waiting at the border? <laughs> There he is. <laughs> Get him. He used to be a teacher, apparently. Now, now, now he's, he's on the most wanted list. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. In the back of the so police horrible. car. The police is a different register to what you're used to. <laughs> and I'm just not wearing trousers already. <laughs> I like the breeze. It's not sexual. I like the breeze. It's not sexual. I just like... <laughs> To, to feel more with nature. <laughs> oh my god. We need to put a pin in this. Yes, please. Uh, so come back next time when we're going to be uh, doing something with Grown Ups too. And until then, it's been a very happy James buy from me and a very happy James buy from him. Boom, here comes the... Here comes the... You're going to follow in the footsteps of all those great warriors that put fear in the hearts of their opponents. 